<laughs> hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Small Talk Bigger Ideas. I am your host, Neil Lopez. And on this podcast, I interview fellow creatives, entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, and people alike. The purpose of this podcast is to have freestyle conversation with these fellow creatives, entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, and anything of the sort. And with our small talk, we hope to motivate you to get a bigger idea. Today's guest is, I forgot how to say it already, Alex. Louisa. Louisa, gotcha. And Dominique Mancini. Yes. Thank you guys for being on. I appreciate you coming. Thank hey, you no for bringing us. Yeah, no happy problem. to be here. No problem. So um, Alex is a cinematographer and as well gaffer and as well anything really to do kind of like short film, movie-ish, documentary style. He's shot quite a few films um, of his own and actually working on a project now with Dominique, Yay. who is an actress. So what we want to do actually first before we kick this podcast off is show you the trailer for Analepsis. Tell me a little bit about how your mother treated you growing up in the household of Dana. everyone so welcome back we hope you enjoyed that quick little teaser slash trailer for analepsis so guys thank you again for coming on thank you and thank you. um real exciting that uh that trailer for that movie it looks pretty rad what uh made you want to come up with that one what was kind of like the uh brainstorm and the motivation behind that um i'm a really big fan of like ari oster and he's uh another director and he directed uh hereditary and also, Midsommar just come out. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was summer of this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but it's he does more psychological horrors, and um, I don't know. I just kind of like that style, and it's more of like a yeah, a psychological uh, drama. Right. Gotcha. I've seen Hereditary. It's so freaky. It is. Yeah, I had really a nightmare freaky. about it one night. It's that part where I guess she gets possessed or what, whatever happens. And she's standing in the corner. Those old folks come out of the kitchen. I was like, oh. okay. you know, it's bad. You know, it's bad when you get chills in your body. Yeah. And you know, it's like that was the first time. And then a few more times, I looked at it. I was like, no, I'm not looking at this anymore. Yeah. It's just too much. It's you feel different much. after you watch it. Right, right, exactly. It's just, uh, it's one of those movies that really gets to you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's that's exactly what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So kind of give us. I mean. The trailer is, is really cool. I like it. But give us kind of like a synopsis, if you can, of what the movie's going to be about. So it's about like a broken family and pretty much... I play Dana, mm -hmm. which is the lead character in the film. And she develops a lot of issues. And she doesn't... They kind of don't... They don't come out until later on when she's older. And then the story kind of goes through like how and it explains why she is the way she is mm -hmm. um without giving too much away gotcha. and so things start to unfold and then it makes sense like this is why she is the way she is mm -hmm. um 
And then there's a plot twist, which you guys will have to watch yeah, it to find out. Yeah, you'll have to wait but, to see that. We can't give away the farm. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much, much. <laughs> gotcha. what, what I can say about that before saying too much. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So how would you categorize this film? Like thriller, suspense, a little horror? How would you sum that up? I would say uh, it is a psychological horror with a little bit of action in there too. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that because it seems pretty diverse just in the trailer seemed like it was an action movie, but also kind of suspenseful yeah, and it, it thriller-ish. Is yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So you're currently working on that. Um, right. When can folks plan to maybe see that? Um, really hoping and pushing for, I'd say, the end of January. Okay. Right yeah. on. Yay. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And you are the lead actress. I am. Awesome. And obviously, this film is by Alex. So you guys, you know, definitely keep an eye out for that. So I'm going to ask you both your perspective um, skill sets. What made you, I guess I'll start with Alex, if that's okay. Yeah. What made you want to become a filmmaker or cinematographer, better yet? What was your inspiration in wanting to do so? Like, basically, how did you start? Uh, Growing up, I used to love cameras. Um, Mm -hmm. I shot a lot of, like, 35-millimeter film back in the day. And, you know, just a little point-and-shoot cameras. Mm -hmm. And took that out to Charleston on trips when I was like in the fifth grade and I remember losing my camera off of the ship going out to the battery mm-hmm. I dropped it off and um yeah of course I would do something like that but <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh after that man I've just I've like always loved films and stuff and um one thing I always remember is the conversation like I had with my grandmother at the time I didn't know like watching Terminator and like Bruce Lee movies and um like horror movies that it was cinematography, it was filmmaking. I didn't know like that, but mm-hmm. I've just always have had love for film. And I had remember having the conversation with my grandmother telling her that, you know, one day I want to shoot movies because that's all I knew at the time was what it was, is shooting movies. Right, right. And I used to be like really heavy into martial arts growing up. So I bought my own um, little, little camera, it's a little fold out LED or LCD screen. And I used to record myself on a tripod and do tricks and uh, backflips and stuff like that. Yeah, that's um, cool. <laughs> just always enjoyed the process of like putting a film together and then you know got into photography and mm-hmm. it's just funny how things find you um, <clears throat> down the road because it sure did find me mm-hmm. and I went from photography and then found my way as a cinematographer. So gotcha. pretty, pretty excited. So I, I guess it'd be safe to say that you enjoy that much more than photography. I do. I learned a lot of about lighting mm-hmm. in photography um, and manual settings. So like, actually, when I came to video, I didn't have to really learn all the things with like with manual settings and stuff because it all carried over. Mm-hmm. The only thing I really kind of had to learn was more like uh, frames per second. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of took me a minute, and then you know I understood it, and I was like, okay, cool. So <laughs> let's right. go make something cool. Let's make something <laughs> cinematic, or let's make some slow mo stuff. Right, right, cool, very cool. And um, since we're kind of sort of camera heads, obviously you're much more advanced than me. I'm going to come back to gear, nah. <laughs> like your like your favorite gear and what gear you use and stuff like that, especially for your work. Um, so the star of the film, Dominique. Yes. How did you get into acting? What made you want to pursue that? I, I've i always wanted to be an actor, mm-hmm. but um, I guess it was just one of those things. Like, I wanted to do it, but I never pursued it until about three years ago. Um, 
I have a six-year-old son, so oh, okay. I had him, and then I started cleaning houses, and I just had like an epiphany one day. Like I was cleaning somebody's house, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, screw this! Like I can't do this for the rest of my life. Like I want to pursue my dreams. Like I can't just see myself just not that there's anything wrong with like being just a stay-at-home mom, but like I also I don't believe that you need to just end your life when you have children, and I feel like a lot of people perceive that wrong. Mm-hmm. Like they just give up on their dreams. And I don't believe that. I believe that you can still go after what you want and still be a great mom. And I think it's all about finding that balance. Right. But yeah, I just, I started Googling and seeing where, um, where I needed to start to begin that. Mm-hmm. I think that was like the hardest thing too, is I didn't have someone there to like kind of guide me. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I feel like I'm really helpful towards people who are trying to get into the industry because I wish I had that getting right. into it. Right. But yeah, I just, I always wanted to do it and now I'm doing it. That's cool. That's cool. Is this your guys' first project together? Oh, no. No, you've done other ones, <laughs> yeah, of course. We, we've worked together a lot. <laughs> okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, um, and if there's anything like you want me to link like other work or other films, I'll definitely do that. So you guys look for that in the description below. And then obviously I'll leave a link to the trailer. Is that, is that up now where I can leave a link for that? Yeah, we can leave a link to the trailer. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, that is what you're currently working on. That's cool. And maybe January, the folks will get to see it. Anything else in the works that you could speak about? Um, besides, well, we're going to talk about an event that's being held in Greenville, (laughs) this upcoming Friday, but any sort of work that you're doing, uh, both of you maybe, that you want to mention? Um, I would say like I'm like pretty big into lighting, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cine, which, what's your lighting company called? Cine, Cine Lighting Pro. Cine Lighting Pro, right. Yeah. yeah, you were supposed to do an event for that, and of course, you COVID. Know, COVID struck, yep. so that got pushed back, but I'm still looking very forward to that if that happens, because yeah. uh, I can definitely learn a lot from that so i'm sorry go ahead no you're fine um we i'm in the process of creating courses right now um i want to be able to teach cinematic lighting mm-hmm. um like whether that be with you know good aux lights if that's all you have or led panels i want to be able to to show filmmakers like you know how to make the with the lighting gear that you have more big budget using gels or um like teaching people how to hide lights mm-hmm. um teaching about Kelvin and um, like intensity and diffusion and bounce and negative feel and just bringing that into your films and seeing like a big difference. I'm really passionate about like helping people because um, like I learned the hard way and I kind of wish at the time people would have helped me. Right. So I don't know. It just feels good to like actually help people, you know? Right. Right. Uh, not to mention he's going to help me with my short film next year. So <laughs> that's something else that's we'll right. work on. <laughs> Just got to finish the script. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of folks don't still grasp the fact that lighting is so important. It is. For any situation, not just for film, but like like now. I mean, obviously, this is the most basic setup possible for a podcast. But the way you light a scene is, I, I know, you know, just so important. And it defines and it makes your look. Yeah. And they I, say that. Uh, 80% of cinematography is lighting, mm-hmm. uh, which I do agree with because, I mean, <clears throat> a lot of people don't have the budget to, you know, get a, a RED mm-hmm. or an, um, an Alexa, you know, those type of things. And those cameras are phenomenal with dynamic range and, and, uh, and color science. But even if you had that camera, like, if your lighting's garbage, your film's going to be garbage too. Right. And, or your, if your sound's garbage, like, it's just 
right people right. can watch uh low resolution fo- uh video but you know they don't really care to hear bad sound crappy sound yeah crappy sound yeah. so same way for lighting too so right um you got to think about lighting is important to really build out for lighting is important to build out for the scene because it's how it's also how your actor feels mm-hmm. um so and and I, and I really love the breakdowns that you've been doing i've seen some stills from a project that you're working on uh this week and you were basically showing the location of what light uh, like right. i think there were some guys sitting at like a, a kitchen table or some like sort of table and you were breaking down the light where it was what jello was used what temperature so that's pretty cool too and hopefully we can insert that um, here some b-roll as well yeah absolutely um, but that I think that helps people learn um, and besides that you know trial and error of course I would exactly, imagine right yeah trial and error um, that's the biggest thing how you can really learn because I mean you can watch diagrams and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and then utilize the lights that you have to build out a scene and just I feel like each time you do a scene like you get better with lighting because you see what you did wrong you go back you correct it for the next time um, diffusion is your best friend <laughs> right right so. yeah so I mean um, obviously you know knowing how to set that up it would be really really beneficial so the courses that you're working on I guess they're gonna be like video courses I'm gonna do uh, several videos okay. and I'm going to break it down into like segments uh, starting from the beginning of like what diffusion is, uh, mm-hmm. like the angle of light. I'm also going to teach one for more commercial of high key lighting, um, interview lighting, top down mm-hmm. lighting, et cetera. Gotcha. Now, will the course also basically give basics on cinematography, like composition, frame rates, yeah. shutter speeds, all that good stuff? Well, actually, this is going to really be more towards uh, lighting only. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, like I, it is important when you're building out lighting um, to use like your histogram or false color right. um, to have your camera set so you can see what the final image is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it's important, at least in my opinion, to right. to use that the monitor to build your lighting so you know what you're doing, right? You cool. What you're building. Well, so. when you get that up and going, let me know, <laughs> and I'll update the description. Put that in there. Hopefully you can rock out some sales of that. Oh, yeah. Some people want to learn more, get educated. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you're no stranger to acting then, I guess, since this is not your first project and not the first time you guys have worked on. So let me ask you, um, out of the roles that you've done, um, I won't ask you specifically which ones you've done, but what would be your ideal type of role, you think? What, what's your most favorite out of what you've done so far? I'm not just saying this because he's sitting right here. Okay. Because <laughs> I drove here, so <laughs> I don't have to walk home. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say um, Dana from Analepsis. Oh, awesome. Okay. Because he wrote her in a way that I could show range. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love the, the homework as an actor to build up my character and to bring that on screen. Mm-hmm. And just like us having meanings like... I'm trying to give him his vision. So Mm -hmm. like I just, he, he's great with giving me creative control, which Mm -hmm. I like. I'm sure every actor likes that. So, (laughs) um, I was able to just create her in a way that I envisioned her and he loved it. So yeah, I'd have to say analepsis. Right on, right on. Yeah. I was looking at the trailer and I was like, 
where you were sitting in the woods against the tree and you started crying and laughing. I said, oh, she crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to see this. Definitely. So we actually <laughs> improvised that. Oh, okay. So to throw that out there as a teaser to get people kind of like interested in the film. Right. And then we decided later that, yeah, we're going to keep that scene in yeah. there because so many people loved it. Yeah. Right. Because like, I thought it was like kind of like the end of a, a scene and then kind of like the laughing part was going into a blooper. But I was yeah. like, oh, no, this mm-hmm. is going yeah. on. So, yeah, that's cool. I also want to add too, and I'm sure you noticed this being, you do camera work too. Mm-hmm. It was a, a one take and he did great yeah. with that. So yeah. um, it was a good lead up too. Yeah. Until, you know, you was like right there at the tree stump and crying, laughing and all that stuff. I felt really bad for Silas, the sound guy. <laughs> yeah. Why? Because you were yelling? Yeah, I did warn him, <laughs> but he didn't know what it was going to happen. I oh, just okay. let it flow out of me. You got just <laughs> the cell phone and the rock or the stick and the, the cell phone between the tree line before it switches over to the other side. No, I didn't see so it. So she has a uh, cell phone she starts out with. She pulls out a cell phone. Mm-hmm. And then when the camera pans past the tree, it's an actual uh, stick she puts down. It's because oh. I'm hallucinating. I'm oh. yeah, she's hallucinating. Cool. I'm well, just, i got to go back and watch it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, like, you have to watch it a few times, but once mm-hmm. you, like, see it, you're like, oh, like, she's just yeah, hallucinating gotcha. right now. So. Nice. Little nuggets in there. I like that. Yeah. Because that's something that you definitely think about beforehand. And she did really good. And, yeah, I did, like, write the part. I started writing it out a little bit, and then I was – already have in mind like who do i feel like would be good for this role Mm -hmm. and uh dominique over here so (laughs) (laughs) i already knew and i really like working with her because she is she really is a great actress and Mm -hmm. uh, she's really good with emotion like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. drawing emotion out oh for sure Um, i can see that and i feel like that's really important so i i really felt like i needed this for this uh this role mm-hmm. and she por- she portrayed that really well cool very cool yeah Thank you. I, I can't wait to see it i hope you guys can't wait to see it either because it looks very interesting um and of course i've given you kudos before like your work man is so good and that's Thank you that's exactly why I, I want and need your help <laughs> you know <laughs> um alex you are from greenville or you currently reside in greenville are you from greenville yeah, I was born and raised in Greenville, South Carolina. Cool. And you, Dominique? I was born in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And Florida I'm girl. Here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like the weather here? No? <laughs> I actually, it took me a while, but yes, I do now. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. the the springtime and the fall is my favorite. Right, right. I've been in Anderson. I'm originally from Manhattan, New York, but nice, I've been nice. in South Carolina for 26 years. How long did it take you? Like, did you ever have like an accent when you lived up there? Yes. Really? And it took very little time because when oh, wow. I moved to... Well, actually, I moved to North Carolina first, and then I was like 10 or 11, and then about a year after, I moved to South Carolina. So, yeah, it didn't take very long to lose it. Wow. My mom lives here, and she still has her accent. Yeah. Really? You can hear it come out um, more so often than none. Yeah. And I'm like, how? But I think it's because she talks to my aunt, who lives in New York. So when you can talk to someone. Yes. It's like my mom does that. Sorry, mom. But like when she's talking <laughs> to people in New York, all of a sudden it comes out. I'm like, yeah. where did that come yeah, from? You can kind of keep it up that way if you're talking to someone from up there. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So how's Greenville? You like Greenville? Yeah, I like it. It's uh, pretty busy all the time. You yeah. Know, but yeah. traffic, uh, I, know I can't really say much to people who live in like L.A. and New York and stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, Greenville traffic's enough for me. Right. Um, but there's plenty to do around here. And the parks around here are like, mm-hmm. really beautiful. So there's right. plenty of locations to shoot at. And I'd say like most of the people around here is pretty nice. Right. I like the fact that it's a good in-between between North Carolina and Georgia. I was going to say that, yeah. People say Anderson is, but 
as you all know, I'm not very fond of Anderson. I know, just move the hell on out of here if you don't like it. But easier said than done. Um, but anyways, yeah, Greenville's pretty cool. And it's growing so much. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's uh, never stops. Yeah. 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 And it's a great place, I feel like, to like raise a family. Like, mm-hmm. I'm glad that like I had my son here and not in Florida because Florida's a lot more fast paced than here. And oh, I yeah. Just, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. South Florida, where I was from, it was. Oh, it was gotcha. Just, Gotcha. It's kind of like New York in a way, like, mm-hmm. um, and like the people down there, they're, I like the hospitality here. I'm just going to say gotcha. <laughs> everyone's gotcha. super nice here. Well, you know, but, yeah. this is crazy. Um, I know we're kind of getting off topic here, but everyone says Southern hospitality. When I first moved down here, I really couldn't gauge that because I was young. But uh, me and my girlfriend a couple weeks ago went to North Carolina. Everyone was so nice. Yes. <laughs> like even in the gas station, you know, and it's like here. I don't know. I just don't feel like it's Southern hospitality. I guess it's all the area that you're in. Yeah. Greenville's much better, I think, than Anderson, of course. Yes. I can agree with you on that. Yeah. But, like, when I moved here, I was like, why is everyone staring at me? Why are they all (laughs) waving? It's like the, you know, the scenes in the movie at the beginning when it's like, hi, neighbor. And they're all, like, waving at you. I'm like, what is that? Something's going on here. It's very fishy. (laughs) You look at someone like that in Florida and you get flicked off or ran off the road. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's probably the same way here in Anderson. But Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But Greenville, I've found, is a, a good place to not only network, but try to do business. Yeah. I would say, and maybe you might agree or disagree, but like, I feel like the industry, the film industry here is not that big, but it's growing. It really is. It's growing. Mm-hmm. I just wish it was a little bit bigger. Right. And by, by here, he means Greenville. Yeah, Greenville. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I, I beat up Anderson all the time. And yes, I live here. It's okay. Um, it's just not <laughs> progressive enough for me. Um, it's not like a tech-centric place. But, like, I was having a conversation with a guy, my last podcast, he was like, well, why don't you change that? And I'm like, because people have tried it, people have, like, opened up co-work space, tried to do events, and it just, no one was really interested. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because of fear or whatnot, but, I mean, that's the whole thing, I think, is overcoming your fears, whether that's yeah. photography, you know, filmmaking, acting, yeah. you know, even a podcast, starting a podcast. Um, and that's something I'm actually trying to do is set up a little studio. That would um, be awesome. Plug yeah. here. Uh, yeah. Besides <laughs> this set, um, if you ever want to start a podcast, you know, so reach out. Anyway, <laughs> but um, so you guys are excited to be working together again, I imagine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gonna... So, um, Dominique, acting, you have any other talents we should know about besides acting? Well, I am actually, I'm going to piggyback off of what you guys were talking mm-hmm. about earlier. The lighting, he is actually um, teaching me more about lighting mm-hmm. and um, camera setting. So eventually I would like to be a DP in the future. Gotcha. That'd gotcha. Awesome. Yeah. You made a little hint, hint post to him the other day about maybe doing a project, being a DP, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's not afraid to get her hands dirty and be, every time we're on set, she's always like trying to help. That's awesome. Um, like break, you know, she knows how to break gear down now. So like mm-hmm. it's. I don't even have to have to ask her. Like she just comes over there and she like breaks the stands down or uh, moves the lights, That's rolls awesome. up cords, like those type of things. So. Nice having help, right? Yeah. You she, know uh, that camera girl, Helena. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know who she is? Who? That camera girl, Helena. No. Russian, I, Russian, Russian yeah, girl, Russian right? Girl. Yeah. She's pretty rad. I mean, I she does so many cool things and projects. And does she live in? Where does she live? She is overseas somewhere, yeah. but she's Russian. She's a big. I think she's a big YouTuber as well. Yeah, she's okay. a, she's a YouTuber. She's all over Instagram. Like her her pictures are being used by like different pages and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But anyways, 
I would love that's to. That's going to be you. Yeah, that will be me. <laughs> I have confidence. Yeah. But yeah, I wear yeah. multiple hats. Um, I mean, it being, you know, indie film projects around here too, you kind of have to. But I am not the kind of actor who just sits around and waits for crew to do stuff. Like I like makeup. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to help them out and I actually really enjoy doing crew work too. So that's cool. I'm on both sides. That's She's a quick good. learner. Right on. right on. Cool. Well, uh, gear, that's a really important part of filmmaking. Um, this is the year, I guess, of, I guess you want to say prosumer cameras from like Canon and Sony and, Panasonic came out with a new one. Blackmagic came out with a 12K one. What type of gear do you use and what type of gear do you prefer? Maybe um, you have differences like as far as what type of things that you're shooting? Uh, Yeah, so most of the time I just work off the client's budget. So, um, you know, we'll talk about when I'm like with the director um, most of the time, like we'll put a camera package together, um, whether that be like the DJI uh, Ronin S or that might be the Ronin M with like a, a ready rig or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just really depends on the project, but I don't own a cinema camera right oh, now. Okay. Uh, just actually, I just sold my camera today. Not yet. <laughs> Not <Uh-oh>. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting one for like six years. So it's, what do you primarily use? Uh, Sony a6300, just a little mirrorless camera. Oh, wow. Yeah. What are you shooting an, an ellipsis with? Uh, we shot that on the Panasonic Eva, and then we also shot on the uh, shot it on the FS seven hundred. Right on, R. right on. So you just rented those or something? Uh, actually, that was a buddy of mine's. He oh. was actually the one who directed uh, Dylan Emi is his name. Okay, he directed Analepsis, so that was his gear, and we shot uh, with the FS seven hundred R with the Atomos, and we shot, I think, ProRes RAW. Right, right. And then the Panasonic, which is the color science between the the two cameras, are like just astronomical right away from each other but right um we're gonna we're making it work so right on. but yeah i mostly just work off the uh the budget off of a client gotcha gotcha so um you're in the market for a cinema camera i am what uh, you looking at oh god it's so hard <laughs> i'm getting an alexa I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I wish. I, I wish. Uh, You're definitely shooting my movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd say I'm, I'm really looking at the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 4K. Okay. Um, I really love the Blackmagic Ursa. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, the Ursa Mini? Yeah, the Ursa okay. Mini gotcha. or the 4.6K. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also trying to future-proof stuff too, so I know that I can't stick that like on a Ronin S, you know, so it'd right. have to be like on a Ronin M, which mm-hmm. is bigger with like a ready rig or something. So I do want something in a little smaller form factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the 4K, the pocket 4K would be um, really good on that because gotcha. the dynamic range on that coming out the box is pretty decent when you're right. not using like a recorder on it. So And they're really impressive cameras for the price. Like they are. Valued for money. Yeah. Um, they're pretty cool. Only thing is you got to rig them out. But again... Yeah. If you're doing cinema type work, you're going to have a rig anyways. I already got the rig built out. Oh. It's on Amazon. Right. I'm getting ready to purchase it. Let's oh, see. okay. So it's, you're going to use like a, you're going to use some native Micro Four Thirds lenses or are you going to do Speed Booster with EF? Um, I'm, I'm going to use the uh, Speed Boosters on them. Cool. Uh, with cool. the Micro Four Third lenses. Gives you some extra light. Now there's some extra some, field of view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Vayner lenses I've heard of good things about too. Yeah, have I've you looked seen at those. Those? Um, those and the Irix lenses. I'm not sure if you've Irix, heard of those. Not, I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah. Um, the Irix lenses are nice cinema. They're like T2.1 lenses really? for around 1200 bucks. They're primes. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those ones that you mentioned are kind of up there in price. Do you like primes or zooms better? 
primes. Yeah. Yeah. I just, not necessarily for the shallow depth of field. I just think when you have that one set focal range, it's, it's exactly. going to give you a sharper. And it makes you a better composer as well, composing your shots. Um, because you don't have that luxury of zooming in and out and stuff like that. And I think that's the whole point of setting up shots. If exactly. you have one yeah. focal range. Um, Zooms are cool as long as it, the aperture doesn't change. Right. Like I hate variable aperture. God, like it sucks yeah. so much. Now, yeah. for like the stuff that I've been doing lately, like wedding work, I don't mind a zoom, especially because right. I'm one person running and gunning. Somebody may move and I don't have a chance to move forwards or backwards. Um, but yeah, the primes are my favorite usually. Um, dream camera. If you could have it right now, tomorrow, well, tomorrow, <laughs> if you could go pick up your dream camera tomorrow, <laughs> your dream camera and one lens to go with it, it oh. can be anything. One lens, the, the the manufacturer, the focal length, and your dream camera, what would it be? Uh, that's easy. That would definitely be the Alexa. The yeah. Ari Alexa and with the uh, Ari Alexa Primes, the, I think the newer ones just come out recently mm-hmm. too, which those are... I hear the glass on those are really sharp. Yeah. Um, How much are those? Um, like Lots. As much as a house. No. <laughs> About 70, 70 to 80 grand yeah. just, for the, just for the body. Yeah, and then the, the lens. <laughs> and then to outfit it all. And the card is what? About three grand for yeah, the memory pretty, card? Pretty expensive. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'm okay with just getting like a Black Magic. Yeah, Black Magic's cool. You know, I've actually been looking at like Z Cam, the S6. Yeah. It's, I, it's basically to me like a red Komodo. And they, they like copy. Like they directly copied Zcam. Um, I think the sensor in it is pretty cool from what I've seen. I think those are micro four thirds too. Um, um, well, the yeah, the E two M four is a micro four thirds. The S six is a super thirty five EF, and then the F six is a full frame EF, nice. which is really nice. But it's about four grand. The S six is like twenty five hundred bucks. But the for inf- what it gets you, it's pretty rad. The only thing I was looking at that one uh, between that and the Black Magic, comparing the two and. Um, I was kind of sold on the Z cam up until mm-hmm. like I found out that the codecs on them are not uh, compatible with like DaVinci or Premiere right. to the be Z recognized. Raw. Yeah, yeah, the Z Raw. But so. for me, I would shoot in ProRes Raw. You was? Anyways, yeah. Um, but I say I want a cinema camera, but I'm rocking the Panasonic S1s and everybody gives me shit about it. <laughs> and I'm like, whatever, I don't need your autofocus. <laughs> um, they're like, yeah, you do. You're in, you're in a oh wedding. God, and I'm I like, it so does fine that. in light. It's the low light, but that's exactly why I have a 35 1.4 on it. It doesn't do bad. It's not Canon or Sony, but value for dollar. Again, it gives a great image, has some great codecs, and now Panasonic is giving us a Christmas gift. It's going to shoot 5.9K internally. Oh, wow. And also externally ProRes RAW November 28th. Wow. And I bought that S1 that we're filming on right now for $1,650. Really? They still sell it, just the body alone, for 2500 What's that, the oh Lumix one? That's the S1. S1, okay. Yeah, with a Sigma 35, 1.4 on it. Is that the one that shoots 6K images, too? No, uh, that's the S1H. Okay. But with the firmware update, they're opening up the camera, because it's a 6K camera. They just downsample the image to 4K. But now they're opening up the entire sensor, allowing us to do it internally and externally. I, I'm i okay with that. You know, I don't need to buy a Z-Cam. In the future, right. like if... I start rocking and rolling and doing some more like cinema stuff, sure. But <laughs> still, at this point, I think a Z cam would be my choice if I could. Which pick one. which one again? The S six. And how much was that one? Twenty five hundred. Okay, never. Yep. Um, <laughs> and the cool thing I like about those is that you can put those NPF nine seventy batteries on it. You don't necessarily have to rig it out. You could put a, a monitor on it um, or an Atomos, you know, for that matter. Well, is it the 
Don't they have a model like the M4? Or yeah, something? the E2 M4 is the Micro Four Thirds version, um, and oh. it's said to have the same sensor as the Black Mac, Black Mac, <laughs> Black Magic Pocket <laughs> Cinema Camera 4K. That's always a mouthful. Yeah, <laughs> I read that that one. Uh, I was reading it the other day. That that one um, has 16 stops. We'll go up to 16 stops a mm-hmm. dynamic range without like a, a recorder. Yep, and then. Um, the S6, no, the F6, which is their flagship one, supposedly has 18 to 19 stops of dynamic Holy range. Holy crap. Yeah, and it's four grand. And th- they seem like really good cameras. Um, I'm in a Zcam group, so I just basically kind of creep in that group to see what everyone says because I have no input because I don't have it. But I'd like to get people's perspective on it. Um, was the E2C and then what was the next one from that one? The E2M4. The E2M4. The E2C is discontinued. That was their basically their first model back in 2019. $1,799, just the body. Yeah. And it's the E2C, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, from what I hear, it's still a good, good camera. But like the S6, the $2,500 model, it shoots 6K60, 4K uh, 120. Um, so that's pretty beefy for a camera. Mm-hmm. I think I made me think about that. That's the only thing that's holding me back was basically just the, the codec for the... Yeah. The Z-Raw, but I, I, I Well, you know, internally on the uh, Z-Cam, you don't have to shoot Z-Raw. You can shoot ProRes Pro RAWs. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then if you want to do ProRes RAW 6K, it'll have to be done externally with the Atomos. But if you already have one, then you're mm-hmm. good to go. Might be getting a Z-Cam. Yeah. <laughs> I think for longevity purposes, because yeah. I've heard some like build quality issues with the Blackmagic, um, I think the Z-Cam may be a better option. It's just built like a tank. I got to hold one You'd... without a lens, and it's... It was Did it feel beefy. plasticky when you hold it? No, no, no. The Black Magic I got to hold a 4K when I rented from uh, the place in Spartanburg that rents out camera equipment. I can't remember the name of it, but that one felt really plasticky to me. Really, like yeah, it was so that. light. It mm. just felt like if you dropped it, it would definitely yeah. break. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, most cameras will. But you just like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. But it it just didn't feel beefy. Yeah. Like I'll let you hold that one when we get done. It's like that's why I like Panasonic too, because value for money is built like a tank exactly so that's the whole thing for me um so now that we talked about cameras a little bit you know everybody keeps talking about chinese this year. is what yeah. i'd like to call it <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah. like, what? You're, you're learning speaking of chinese we have, we have chinese food tonight I she asked questions that's why i like her so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um sorry did you have a question what no. Oh, I thought no, she's. I, I thought. Oh, okay. Oh no. I. I mean, I asked questions about like cameras and stuff. Oh, Is that what you meant? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. So, have you put besides doing the breakdown and learning lighting, are are you using a certain camera? Or have you used a certain camera that you like? Um, the only one that I've started learning on is his. Camera, Sony, yeah. the Sony. The Sony, okay. Yeah, gotcha. So I'm still like learning. I'm trying to get past like the camera settings and aperture and right ISO shutter speed and, all that, and yeah. all that. But yeah. like I hear all these terms you guys speak of, and I just want to ask you guys because mm-hmm. as an actor, I mean, I feel like now I'm like, <laughs> gosh, my job is so easy. Like, how long did it take you guys to learn all these like cameras and like trial and error? Yeah, trial, trial and, and error. error. Wow. I mean, I think you, you start to get the basics of it mm-hmm. when you get into photography. Yeah. Because you still have to use ISO, aperture, shutter speed, but it becomes a bit more complicated when you get over to cinema because you have to set up your frames correctly. Right. Um, which everyone should know this by now. Whatever you're shooting, you shoot double as far the as your shutter rate. speed of your frame rate. Other than that, you have jitter. You don't have natural natural motion like flow and blur and all that stuff. But like you said, trial and error, you know, there's been even now there's times where I don't set my shutter speed correctly and I know better. 
but I just don't pay attention because I'm trying to get it the picture exposed correctly and right. try to get it, you know, composed correctly. But you'll still mess up occasionally. But hopefully it's not on something really important, you know. I feel like if you start out as a photographer, like especially if you're into weddings, you know, you have to know your settings, mm-hmm. like the back of your hand. Because, right. you know, you might get into a low light situation, so you have to adjust it if like – uh, bride and grooms coming down or something you got to be able to like on the know, fly on the fly and be comfortable with your yeah, camera exactly because other than that if you're fiddling around you're missing a shot especially oh, in a running yeah. gun situation mm-hmm. especially if you're one person you don't have another camera locked off yeah so it's yes. happened it yeah, sucks it sucks especially <laughs> on a wedding day because you can't Ooh. redo that you know <laughs> what i mean so it's like you make the best of it and you hope that oh did you like the highlight clip okay great yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so. but it's not it's not as bad i feel like if you already kind of have a, a foundation for like manual settings and then you step into video like if you learn um you know like frame rates and like mm-hmm. learning to double your frame rate um and then i think just the terminology is a little bit different if you're working with regular uh, photography lenses that are with f-stops and then you move it into cinema lenses that work with t-stops yep. the fact of shutter speed versus like shutter angle right uh, right for cinema cameras but they're That's, the same thing you know yeah just, they're the same thing and, and and oh another thing about the s1 I, i'm bragging on my s1 because i like panasonic you should buy one um <laughs> is typically with the s1s you have to set your shutter speed um but with the new update it's going to have that constant 180 degree shutter yeah so even if you pop over to 120 150 180 frames per second for slow-mo you don't have to change your shutter speed it matches it or yeah it matches it internally which is pretty rad and that's one thing that a lot of people will forget about like okay i want slow-mo but you forgot to set your shutter speed it's not slow. It's like do 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 do. Yeah, know? and that's like, why cinema cameras are uh, a lot better than like mirrors, mirrorless cameras and stuff because they have so like the bigger form factor bodies like in the the Ursa and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at all these buttons like, is this necessary? Right, right. <laughs> but, but it is. Yeah, it it, it is yeah. absolutely. I mean, there's so many features in a cinema camera that you know you can have as far as. Um, you know, your exposure and built-in NDs yeah. and oh, X- yeah. XLR inputs for microphones like this one. Um, it just it's way better than a prosumer camera, especially if you're doing that type of work. Exactly. Yeah. The Eva sure. had that when I used it, the Panasonic Eva. Have yeah. you seen that camera? I have. The Eva it's, 1? Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed nice. to be coming out with the Eva 2 here soon, but probably soon meaning next year, probably mm-hmm. first quarter or something like that. Um, but what Panasonic needs to work on, that's fine. They need a new seminar camera update. Is more lenses for the L mount, you know, because that L mount's got a lot of kind of like harsh negativity on it because yeah. they're not making a ton of lenses for it. And Sigma and Leica and Panasonic were supposed to, but they're not. But that's the benefit, I guess, of having Canon and Sony. You know, you have to give up a little bit for either or. Right. But they always have lenses. And Canon lenses, you can adapt to pretty much anything. So that's a pretty good thing. And all these like different adapters and stuff. Uh, and speed boosters, I think, to making it a little bit easier for making connections with like other lenses and stuff, and right. uh, giving you um, more stops of light too. Right. Um, right. Which I think is mostly used on the uh, Micro Four Third bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the but. speed booster. You know, a lot of people don't like Micro Four Thirds bodies because of the small sensor and the low light lacking that it has. Right. But with a speed booster, like you said, you get more depth of field, you get extra stops of light, et cetera, et cetera. They're so expensive. Those Metabone ones are like six hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't get one of those. <laughs> um look into Comlight or Viltrox. Yeah, I've seen the Viltrox. The Viltrox Mark II with the newest firmware update, I hear and see that it works pretty well. And it's like two hundred bucks. Mm. For the Viltrox? Mm-hmm. For the speed booster. And it's a zero point seven one, I think. 
hmm. as a speed booster. So it's not as good as a 0.64, but it still gives you way more depth of field. Not depth right. of field, depth, uh, field of view, excuse field of, me. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Going from like a crop sensor to like a full frame body, you're like, I can see the whole world. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Because before this camera, I had a Fuji, and I love the Fujis. I had an X-T3 and X-T4, but um, APS-C to full frame is definitely a big difference for sure. Especially like when people, I never used to get when someone said 24 millimeter APS-C, 35 millimeter equivalent, like because of the difference in the sensor size, right? you know, for sure. Um, but enough about cameras. What I want to <laughs> what I want to ask you about. So, Dominique, yes. what advice can you give someone that's looking to get into acting based upon your experience? Like, where would you recommend they start? I would first start by finding an acting class. Mm-hmm. Um, you can well with COVID now things are a little different, right. but you can audit classes and find which one fits for you because mm-hmm. each class you go to is different from other ones so just finding one that you really like and you can connect with the instructor in and that kind of thing and you feel like you're progressing in and then get headshots done that's like i can't stress that enough um starting out it's okay to get them done like maybe by like your sister who's a photographer or someone (laughs) but definitely invest in a professional i can't oh gosh i can't stress that enough getting professional headshots um and then setting up your sites and start submitting to projects i actually help a few minors in greenville um i am not certified or anything but i i've been doing this for three years and so i feel like i can help people who are just starting out Right. right so i have a couple of people that i do help um, and I'm willing to help anyone who would like to reach out to me um, cool. if they're looking to get into acting. Cool. Well, I'll leave your info in the description. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other question I have for you? What's your favorite movie? I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your favorite Off the top of your head. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Not, not scary movie, but what's your favorite movie? <laughs> oh, why did you ask me that? I hate this question. I can come back. There's so many good <laughs> movies out there. Yeah. Um, come back to me. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll come think back about to it. you. All righty. So, Alex, what would you uh, give advice-wise for someone looking to get into filmmaking and cinematography? Um, I would say that I would say um, just like surround yourself, like find find people in the industry, whether that be like. Um, asking questions in the Greenville uh, Young Professionals group and just letting people know who you are. Uh, and then there's also, uh, isn't it Upstate, uh, Upstate Filmmakers? Upstate Film Filmmakers Community. Film Community. Okay. You think yeah. I would know that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and just reaching out into like, groups like that and you know, letting them know who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just learning from people. And you know, sometimes we can all get caught up on watching like, YouTube videos on filmmaking and stuff like that. And right. it's like we get so caught up, we never implement it, right. what we learn. Right. Um, but you know, you don't have to have like, a camera package. Like, you can start off with like, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like these iPhones... Um, they shoot in, in 4K. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you put that on like a gimbal or if you don't have a gimbal, just keep it steady. Right. Um, but just constantly like learning. Like I don't feel like you have to go to film school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, if you want to learn like the business part of it, like, yeah, like I think it would be good to, to do that. But you don't have to spend those thousands of dollars to, to be a filmmaker uh, right. because you can grow in the community. And if your work speaks for itself, you can find business because mm-hmm. people will reach out to you. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's good advice. Um, starting with a phone, just as long as you start, pick up what exactly. you have and start. I mean, because there's been movies shot on a phone, just nothing but a phone. I can't remember, it's, it's not coming to me, but there was a movie where this girl was put in an insane hospital and the guy shot it directly on a, all on a phone um, in that kind of like phone perspective. But I'll think of it and maybe link it down below. Tons of links yeah. coming down below. So, yeah. We got a lot of information to overload you with <laughs> as to not be confusing. Um, maybe I can hit you with this now since we're coming back to Dominique. Off the top of your head, favorite movie? You. Oh, me. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So I'm really big into like fight films. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the Raid Redemption films. Um, the director, I can't remember his name, uh, Gareth Evans, actually, is the director. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really interesting uh, SWAT movie, and it's it's so awesome. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Right on. Uh, any, any, anybody who likes film and anybody who likes martial arts will absolutely love this movie because it's, it's, it's packed with plenty of action in it. Mm-hmm. So. Right on. Cool. Um, it's your turn, or you want me to go? I'm I'm a simple man, so I you guys are probably gonna be like really. I think you're gonna be like really. So my favorite movie, I think, because I quote it a lot, is Matilda. Yes Man. Yes Man with uh, Jim Carrey. <laughs> yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys catch that? that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. I mean, everybody has their pick, right? Mine, believe it or not, is Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Man of Just because Steel. I am a big Zack Snyder fan, I am stoked that Justice League Two, or not Two, Two is coming. But the Snyder Cut of Justice League is coming out. He got the money to do that. I never understood what uh, the Snyder's Cut was, really. Okay, so I'm going to break it down. Because <laughs> Please. I've, I've been wanting to start a comic book podcast, so I'll give you a little teaser of my thoughts. So originally when Zack Snyder started Justice League, he got about 25% done. His daughter died. He had to leave. Uh, besides Zack Snyder being on Justice League, it was Hans Zimmer, um, Junkie XL. Hans Zimmer. So mm-hmm. they were going to have an awesome film. So then they bring in Josh Whedon. Totally scrap everything that Zack Snyder's done. Get rid of Hans's um, score and Junkie's score. I don't know. I mean, they, they fuck up all the time doing stuff like this. And that's what I don't get. Like, give the fans what they want. You should have waited out of respect. Yeah. It's not to say he would have been gone forever. You know, let the man grieve. Anyways, long story short, um, the Snyder Cut, he had a vision for the movies, basically Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, Justice League 1, Justice League 2, Flash movie, Cyborg movie. Anyways, he's coming back. He's finishing the rest of his shoots, which is about 75% of work. They gave him $40 million to start with, and he said, well, you know what? I need more because there was a petition started on Twitter, um, released the Snyder Cut. Well, after about $2 million signatures, they decided to get their head out of their ass and do it. So Warner Brothers struck a deal with HBO Max, and now he's getting to release his version, which is more backstories on characters that they didn't touch on, like Flash and Cyborg, Hmm. um, and the new villain, which in Justice League was Steppenwolf. Now it's Darkseed and Dustseed. So he's bringing his vision to life now, um, and that's why it's taken a little bit of time to do it, but they announced that about two months ago, and now he's going to get greenlit for... Justice League 2, Ben Affleck's back mm. as Batman. Um, they're going to still do Pattinson in the new Batman, but I don't know about that. Not because he was in Twilight. He's a great actor with great range. He oh, really so is. So that is true. Like, he is... Yeah, he is the Batman now. Oh, and, like, uh, Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Colin Farrell was the Penguin. Um, I can't 
can't ever remember the guy's name, but he's a good actor too. He's playing the Riddler. Anyways, long story short, I like Man's, Man of Steel because I like Snyder and I love Henry Cavill. Yes, I think he's yeah. been the best Superman ever. And most may say, well, Christopher Reeves, yes, but it's a different time, different story, different type of movies. Yeah, I feel like they have different, like, I hate when they say that because people have different takes on the character. Right. It's Just not like, necessarily that they were better. They had a different right. vision for it, and right. they still brought it in their own way. Same thing with the Joker, but right. that'll be another podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, maybe we start a comic Yeah, <laughs> But, like, the, the Nolan trilogy, totally different, you know, from what we've seen so far with the new Batman stuff. But yeah, um, Man of Steel is my favorite. And most recently, the movie that I've seen is Knives Out. I haven't oh, seen that. Yeah, it's so it good. Is it? It's so good. I mean, the cinematography and it, the colors, the acting, it's so good. You guys should check I'll that out. I'll have to watch that. It has a lot of good so. actors in it, like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, yes. Um, Chris <laughs> Evans. Oh, nice. Chris um, I love Evans Chris Evans. Daniel Craig. I mean, it's got so many. Good, it's like a suspense thriller. Is it on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, I can't remember which streaming app it's on now. But even if but it's, it's on a streaming. Yeah, so we like and probably it. Okay. can rent it for like four or five bucks. But it's so um, good. Yes, it's worth yeah. it. <laughs> so good. that and also Ready or Not, which I know is on HBO. I haven't seen that either. It looks. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you know, you don't even like movies. Come on, I mean, this is all. Trust me. Just cancel this whole episode. I'm <laughs> My just kidding. brother tells me that. It's like you haven't seen this. That's because you're too busy working, which is a good thing. (laughs) Yep, yep, exactly. So, oh, one last thing that we're going to leave with, because um, we've been here for a minute, but this is good stuff. Um, Film networking event in Greenville, South Carolina, this upcoming Friday, which is, what's the date? November 20th. November 20th. You guys are holding a film networking event. Tell the listeners and the viewers a little bit about that. So uh, we've been doing, I think this will be our third one, but I try to host them every few months. Um, Obviously, again, with COVID, things have been kind of postponed, Mm -hmm. but I try to get the film community together so people can network and connect with people um, and try to grow the film community here. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, it's not going to be Atlanta, but I'm trying, trying to help everyone around here. And so I wanted to do something different um, this Friday and host a... Um, industry talkback panel. So we haven't announced the panelists, uh, speakers yet, but we will be announcing those probably tomorrow. Okay. Um, and it'll be five people on the panel and we're going to, I'm going to ask them questions about the industry, you know, how they got into it, that kind of thing. Um, and it's free to the public. So if you're interested in getting into film, it's a great way to network with people and meet some pretty cool people who, um, you know, have done bigger things and that kind of thing. So. Awesome. So this Friday, 6 p.m., yes. Greenville, South Carolina, Jack and Diane's. Yes, downtown. where it's going to be downtown Greenville. Yes. And that will actually be the first link that I leave in the description, and then I'll overload <laughs> you with the rest. Um, you guys' information, you guys' handles and all that stuff. So definitely try to make it out. Um, I think it'd be a pretty cool event. I'm going you to should come too, Neil. I'm going to try. You're invited. I'm going to try my best, try. I promise. Because <laughs> I definitely want to um, come learn some things. Obviously, from Alex and you and others that you're going to have on the panel. Sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm excited. Cool, cool. Very cool. Well, guys, I thank you so much. Um, I hope you had fun like I did. I had a blast. Yeah. Thank you thank for you. bringing us on here. No problem. I mean, I could keep on for a couple hours, but I don't, I, you got to <laughs> go home eventually. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on uh, to do this podcast episode. It was well, really good. Thank you, Neil. And And I thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of Small Talk, Bigger Ideas. And until the next one, take care. Bye.